We find ourselves in the season of Lent. From Ash Wednesday until Easter Sunday, the church looks a little different. We take on different color pyramids. We are missing the flowers on the altar, and we also reflect upon with different doxologies, and and the scripture leads us into this time. And so we will find ourselves in this series called Flawed But Faithful. And I pray that as we follow the life of Simon Peter, that we could see within ourselves faithfulness, aware of our sinful nature, aware of what separates us and brings us away from God, but aligning with the faithfulness God has for us. And so as we begin today, I'm reminded of the Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And so we begin that step today. I'm reminded of a story, you may be familiar with this, a girl named Agnes who lost her father when she was about eight years old. Her mother single-handedly raised her and her two sisters, earning very little money, surrounded by others, other faith traditions around her. Her and her family held tightly to their belief. At a young age, they would take pilgrimages to holy sites in order to pursue God, Agnes and her sisters. At a young age, Agnes learned to take steps of faith. At age 12, she felt a calling to go into ministry as a nun. This was being a big decision, eventually leaving her family, choosing not to be married. And five years of serving in the church, then she begins that next step. She then moves to Ireland and is part of this convent there to where she's teaching within the walls, but, but still feels God calling her to more. So she takes the next step outside of the walls and goes to Calcutta, India. Over time, she becomes the master principal of a new school and takes the name of Mother Teresa. She's called to, her call to serve the poor is of legends. At one point, she felt God's call to move beyond the safety, beyond what she knew, and go into the slums of the poorest of poor in Calcutta, all because of a single step. While most of the world knows of Mother Teresa, we forget that she began as a young girl named Agnes, who felt a call to take a step of faith. We find ourselves in this scripture looking at Peter and the journey that God has taken with him. And in our passage this morning, we find Jesus in the crowd pressing in on Jesus, looking at him and realizing that he wasn't able to speak. He gets into one of the boats. It happens to be Simon's. And he goes out a little from the shore. He sat down and he taught. It gave him distance from the crowd. I imagine what it would be like to have been in the crowd, Jesus standing on the shore, men fishing and repairing their nets and crowds continuing to seek out Jesus as this young teacher. They were curious. And I think part of the call in our life, whether we find ourselves as a fisherman or not, the call placed upon us starts with curiosity. Discipleship begins with curiosity. 
And Luke in the gospel lesson paints a picture of a crowd that is gathered around Jesus, not quite sure of who he is, but knowing that he's something different. We hear the saying that curiosity killed the cat, but I think it could also begin a life of discipleship. Are you curious? I wonder why you are even here in worship today. Perhaps in your, you were invited by a friend. Your parents are bringing you, or you remember part of obligation in your growing up. Maybe you've heard of Jesus and want to know more. I believe that every person in their journey of the call and discipleship begins as a person in the crowd. Despite what people think, no one is born a follower of God. Preacher's kids are probably the closest I can think of because they're forced into it from birth. But even then, it's not their faith until they take it as their own. Just because your parents may have had faith does not mean that you do. It just means that you are part of the crowd for a long time. You can sit in the crowd and remain comfortable and still have curiosity. We can remain anonymous. We can keep God at a distance. I grew up as a church kid, was at the church every time the doors were open, and I can probably count on my hands the number of times I missed. And I would keep God at a distance. I wouldn't acknowledge the Lord in my life until I was back at church the next Sunday. And when I left the doors, I could nicely hang it up and wait until I came back in. But there was one day where the minister was speaking and invited people to come forward to experience a call, and I was compelled, yet I remained seated. I watched as others came forward to take another step in their faith, whether it was the first time in their faith or to grow deeper. And I was moved. I remember being moved, yet I remained seated. I knew that I wanted to move just being curious. What would happen at the altar rails? But I went home that day wanting to know more. Where are you this morning? Are you just sitting in the crowd or are you ready to take a step? Listen to what God did towards Simon. When he had finished speaking, this is Jesus, he said to Simon, put out into deep water. Let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. So while Jesus was speaking, Simon and his buddies, they were cleaning their nets. They had to do this, otherwise the nets would rot and would be of no use. They had fished all night because the type of fishing they were doing were these large nets and boats would drop them down and then the boats together would go and bring in the fish. It was dark. The fish would not be able to see the nets. Jesus is asking after cleaning, after all night of working and catching nothing in daylight to drop their nets. I can imagine what he might have felt. I've just got these clean. Are you kidding me? Ask someone else to do it. I just want to go to bed. And we may be thinking that after daylight savings. Jesus and the crowd. You got to remember that Simon is not on this weekend fishing trip with his buddies. This was his life calling. But because you say so, I will do it. 
Simon is hungry, he is tired, he is frustrated, but he obeys. I believe that's part of the call that is laid upon us. Part of the call in faithfulness as a fisherman, part of the call of us being flawed yet faithful is obeying the word of God. Even in this text, you see Simon's language. He uses the word master, which is different in the other gospels. It's translated as teacher. But Simon has a respect for this Jesus. They've encountered each other along the way. Yet Simon's still not fully there. He knows that following God is a matter of just doing the right thing. And we have many in the church that are probably doing the right thing, but is that where their faith stops them? Is that where maybe your next step needs to be? Where you step into an obedience of faith, into a worshiping practice of God. More than just attending, more than just doing, but receiving the presence of God. I remember talking with a member of a church one day and she was telling me about her struggles and I said, well, I'll be praying for you. And she stopped me in my track and she said, I don't know how to do that. This is a woman that was at church every Sunday. She was raising her kids. She was even teaching Sunday school. But she said, a part of just calling out, oh God, help me. I don't know how to pray. Obedience is good. But God wants more out of our lives. So the call that was placed upon Simon, the call that is placed upon us, moves us from this stage of curiosity, through this stage of obedience, into the next step of discipleship and faithfulness of worship. And more than just attending church, but worship of our heart and mind. Simon acts with obedience. He said, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of nets, their nets began to break. They signaled their partners to come, and both boats began to sink. They caught fish. And when Simon Peter, do you notice his name changed at this point? It was at this point that he was simply Simon, but now it's Simon Peter. Peter is the name that Jesus gives Simon, meaning the rock. Simon's next step in his discipleship involves a name change because Simon's faith becomes solid. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the feet of Jesus. He said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. When we grow closer to God, we realize that where we are, We realize our faults and our failures. We realize our flaws, but we seek that faithfulness from God that God would direct and lead our lives. Simon does so. He lets down his nets and he worships God. And as he pushes Jesus away, Jesus responds, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats on the shore, left everything, and followed after God. Jesus is responding that you are accepted, you are loved, now get up and let's go tell others. And I want you to hear that because you may find yourself in any of these stages in the call of your life. You may just be in the stage of curiosity and I pray you take the next step in obedience. 
You may be marking time and find yourself obedient, but I pray you take the next step and find yourself in love and worship of God. And if you find yourself in that place, I pray you take the next step and share that love and worship of God as you fish for people. God is guiding us today to take another step in our journey, this step of faith. Are you willing to leave everything and follow Jesus? Are you willing to let others know about God's love, to abandon your fears, to abandon what you feel holds you back? And realize that God is pulling you up from your knees and saying, join with me. Let us go into the world and proclaim this message to the masses. Not just to fish, but to the world out there. Will you take the next step and join with us as we honor God's presence in our life. Wherever you are in your faith journey, it begins with a single step.